Welcome to the Seed Time Money Podcast. We are your hosts, Bob and Linda Lodick. This is a hope-filled podcast that'll help you save, earn, give, grow, and actually enjoy your money. We don't hold anything back. We share everything that we've learned on our journey. Everything from being 100% broke to paying off our house by age 31, to finding work with purpose, to giving more than we ever dreamed possible, all while having a blast on this adventure that God has led us on. And if you want to achieve true financial freedom and design a life of eternal impact, this is the show for you. We are so excited to let you know that our brand new book, Simple Money, Rich Life, is finally out. Yes, and if you enjoy the podcast, we think you're gonna love it. And if you like hearing our friendly voices, then you should grab the audiobook yes. on Audible. And if you don't, then just grab the paperback, grab the Kindle. <laughs> and if you do grab a copy, we want to hear from you. So send us a message on Instagram or send us an email and let us know what you think. Yeah, and again, the name is Simple Money, Rich Life, and you can grab your copy anywhere books are sold. Anywhere. Pretty much any place that sells books, they <laughs> should have it. We sent out an email not too long ago to our email list, uh, and it was basically a devotional that I made off of my Bible study for the morning, and it just got a whole lot of response. Yeah. And so I figured we would kind of go over it as a podcast. And it's really just me sharing my notes from my Bible study from the day. <laughs> it's pretty much what it is. Yeah. Um, but so we'll see how this translates to a podcast. It's out of Acts 6. So if you have your Bible and you want to read along, mm-hmm. you can welcome to do that. And I'll just read a few chapters or a few verses. If you're verses. driving, don't, don't look it up. We'll just read it to you. <laughs> we'll read it to you. Um, I'll read a few chapters from Acts 6 to kind of... A um, few verses, not chapters. A few. No, we're just going to read chapters of the Bible. They're like, we have a Bible app for this. We have a Bible app for this. Yeah. With, uh, <laughs> what is his name? Earl Jones? James. James Earl Jones. Darth reading, Vader. Yeah. Anyway, here's a few verses from Acts 6 that we can do. So it says, Now at this time, the disciples were increasing in number. A complaint developed on the part of the Hellenistic Jews against the native Hebrews because their widows were being overlooked in the daily serving of food. So the twelve summoned the congregation of the disciples and said, It is not desirable for us to neglect the word of God in order to serve tables. Instead, brothers and sisters, select from among you seven men of good reputation, full of the spirit and of wisdom, whom we may put in charge of this task. But we will devote ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word. The announcement found approval of the whole congregation, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith in the Holy Spirit, and Philip, uh, Prochorius, uh, Nancanor, Timon, Parmenius. <laughs> I mean, these are tough names. And Nicholas, a proselyte from Antioch. And they brought these men before the apostles. <laughs> Before the impossibles. (laughs) And after praying, they laid their hands on them. The word of God kept spreading. The numbers of the disciples continued to increase greatly in Jerusalem, and a great many of priests were becoming obedient to the faith. And Stephen, full of grace and power, was performing great wonders and signs among the people. Okay, so that's verses 1 through 8 in Acts 6. Okay, so I'm going to kind of read through my notes that I took Mm -hmm. on this. Okay, so first note. We have the disciples spending too much time on tasks that were not the highest and best use of their time doing what I'm going to refer to as secondary tasks. So the disciples, they're supposed to be praying and preaching the word. Mm -hmm. And the serving of widows was a secondary task for them. Mm -hmm. Okay, Now, serving widows is incredibly important in God's eyes. There's no doubt about that. But it wasn't their primary thing that they were supposed to be doing. Like God had given them specific tasks to do. And I think he does that for all of us. We all have primary specific things that we should be doing. And then there are secondary things that we might find ourselves doing. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Which, I mean, this is one of those things that falls under true and undefiled religion is this caring for orphans and widows, right? 
And I remember hearing someone say, they were talking about orphans in this case, and they said, we're not all called to adopt, but we're all called to care. And I think this falls in that category where it wasn't that they were not caring for this. They just knew that God had them doing a different task and they were getting pulled away from the main thing that God was having them to do. Yeah. And I think the thing is, like the point here is that if we're spending our time on secondary tasks, Mm -hmm. um, as noble as they might be, we're being pulled away from the primary task right. that God has for us to do and God's best for us, okay? Mm-hmm. And so what we're doing in that situation is we're sacrificing the good um, or sacrificing the great in order to do the good. Right. And we want to be obviously doing the opposite. Right. Um, and so the other really interesting thing that I saw here is that the secondary tasks that we might be doing that are pulling us away from the primary tasks are someone else's primary task. Right. Okay? So if we look at Stephen in this case... His primary task was the serving of the widows, mm-hmm. okay? Yeah. And, you know, and the, uh, the apostles, theirs wasn't. And so if they are doing the serving of the widows, then Stephen can't be doing it. So they're also yes. preventing him from doing his primary task if they don't open that opportunity up to him yeah. by and delegating. You, you see what happened when Stephen gets in that role. Mm-hmm. He is, well, what does it say? It says their numbers increased. Yeah, so this greatly. is what it is. In verse 7, it says that when everyone is executing in their primary tasks, mm-hmm. you have the apostles devoting their time to prayer and to the preaching of the word. They're doing the thing they're supposed to be doing. Right. Stephen steps into his role mm-hmm. of serving the widows, and that that's when we see verse 7, we see the rapid growth of the church begins taking place. Yeah. So this is what's so cool. It's like, this is the growth hack. So what's exciting is that the 12 basically got themselves out of the way mm-hmm. and let other people shine. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Yep. And I think we've seen this before with leaders where... They either think that they have to do everything. If they want something done right, they have to do it themselves. You know, I mean, honestly, as a mother... Yep. I feel that way. <laughs> this, it's not, you know, this is something to even learn for me in my parenting with this. Yeah. Um, but like any type of leadership, if you are doing everything yourself, you can't raise others up. But also in that you can't grow and actually achieve the thing that God is having for you to achieve. So in this case, yep. it was telling more people and spreading the word about Jesus, you know? It's like it was seeing uh, some of the miracles that were happening in those times because if they were not spending their time in the prayer closet and studying the word, then first of all, they probably were praying a lot for those people that they were ministering to and that Stephen and the other people were ministering to. You know what I mean? So it was like their prayers were pushing that forward. I think there's just so many different angles here of why we have to get in our place. Yeah, I mean, and the reason that this struck me so much is because it's something that I uh, have needed to grow in, like in a couple different positions with our business right now. It's like, we need a couple Stevens. And mm-hmm. so what that means is that I have to delegate. I have to step out of those things and delegate them to Steven so that Steven can step up and do, you know, and that was the whole point and of do this. do a great job. Yeah. Much better than you. And that's the whole point <laughs> is that This is the growth hack. This Mm -hmm. is the thing that makes it, you know, makes things move. Again, back to verse seven, the rapid growth of the church began Mm -hmm. taking place when everybody was getting in their place. Yeah. Um, And the other thing, like if you go to verse eight, this was so cool too, because I think a lot of people think, well, you know, serving widows, that's not as holy, that's not as special as Mm. preaching the gospel. But like, this is what's amazing. In verse eight, it says that Stephen 
was performing great wonders and signs. Yeah. So that feels like that shouldn't be where the signs and wonders right. should be coming from. But like when we're in our place, God can do so much. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Well, yeah. And I just heard a message from Reinhard Bonnke the other day. And he was talking about, he said, people elevate people that are on a stage, right? Yeah. yeah. And he said, my arm is above my leg, but it's not the position that matters. It's the function. Yeah. It is, is the thing functioning. My kidney is not less important than my eyeball. It's whether or not they are functioning that make them important, yeah. right? And I just thought that was such a great illustration of, are you functioning? Am I functioning? Are you functioning the way we're meant to function? Yep. And who cares what anyone else sees? Are we filling that position that no one else can fill? Because yeah. yep. my, my liver can't do my kidney's job. They can't do my eyeball's job or my finger's job. You know what I mean? Like we can't interchange yep. these things. And uh, I love that analogy of seeing the whole picture of a working body. Yep. Yeah. As the body of Christ. And it's, it's so clear and it just, it makes it so easy to understand, but it's also so easy to lose sight of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and I, yeah. So I think it's why we're talking about it because yeah. you know, I needed the reminder and maybe you do as well. Mm-hmm. So one of our friends, Tori, she has a podcast called For Eternity and Until, right? Yeah. Uh, but she shares the story about how uh, she was basically in a planning meeting, helping people figure something out. And she said it was a position she was perfectly qualified for. And she kind of said, well, I could fill this role. And she said the whole room went silent. And then one person finally spoke up and said, Tori, I'm sorry, it's just not your place. And I mean, I think we all can feel the, oh my gosh, like that, you know, take your breath away of like, how could someone say something like that? But she said what the Lord ended up doing in her heart is saying, but actually what I'm saying is that place is not your place. I have a place for you. That's just not it. And it turned, it flipped it on its head for her. So to where she didn't feel rejected anymore, she felt like I've got to get in my place. I was trying to get in someone else's place. And if I'm not in my place, then... Yep, the body so doesn't function properly. It's so good. So we're praying for you. If you're listening to this, we're praying Absolutely. that you would find, like if you're in a position where you need a Stephen mm-hmm. to fill in on that thing, we're praying that you find that. And I, I do think like even as parents, I think there's lessons we can take Absolutely. here from allowing our kids to step up to in step some up. areas because they need it. It's good for them. Mm-hmm. And it's good for us. And the whole family functions better. You yeah. Know? When that's happening. So we're praying for you that you find that, Stephen, and that really you get this amplification effect that I think is possible and that I took away from Acts 6 in this little Bible study that we did. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think, honestly, I think there's so much at stake for the kingdom and there's so much opportunity that as we all get in our proper place that, um, yeah. And I think that's why the enemy fights so much against this. It yeah. fights to keep us out of our place. Mm-hmm. And to, Absolutely. Yeah, I'm sure that's a big part of what's going on because he's trying to prevent that unity. He's trying to prevent this amplification mm-hmm. effect from coming to pass in everything we're doing, you know? Yeah. Once we are in our place, I mean, what does that look like for the yeah. world to see, oh, yeah. you know? Yeah. Which is super exciting to think about. And I want to see it happen. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so yeah, we'll be praying for you yep. um, and pray for us because the reason this spoke to me is because I, I need help in this. So mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, please be praying for us and we appreciate you. We love you. Thank yeah. you for joining us today. Uh, share this with a friend if you know anybody who needs it uh, and uh, like and subscribe and I don't know if this is YouTube or a podcast, but maybe it's both. Anyway, 
Have a great day. We'll see you soon. Thanks for joining us on the Seed Time Money Podcast. And remember, money isn't the goal, but it's simply a tool to help you fulfill your purpose and your calling. And we'd love to help you achieve true financial freedom faster with our email newsletter. So if you want exclusive money tips and hope-filled encouragement in your inbox, head over to seedtime.com to get signed up.